That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Alright everybody, welcome back to Bat Force Radio, a Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. We're back, we got a jam-packed episode covering a lot of stuff going on in DC right now because uh, it's been pretty crazy the last couple of weeks. Um, let me get let me bang the panel out of the way, I got Grandpa Batman over in Texas. Howdy. Got Grumpler from New York. Grump, grump, grump. Got Robin Cross up in Canada. Uh, boot. And got Legends of Lego <laughs> Batman over in Cali. Oh, cheers. Yeah, lo- lock up your baby mamas because it's, uh, it's about to get <laughs> crazy in here. All right, man. We've been waiting for the whole forest to see Wonder Woman before we launch a show talking about it. Tonight, we're going to talk about it, finally. You know, just like the rest of the world is. I, I was super lucky enough. Big shout out to Sean Risley and uh, Warner Brothers for getting me over to the fan viewing like a week before anyone that was crazy I, I, it was my first time ever going to one of those and that was just crazy to think like i'm part of the group that's like seeing the movie before anyone it was just so when it was really exciting left it the whole theater just was clapping and cheering it was fucking crazy but let's do initial thoughts my first thought was that it was a visually beautiful movie you know i mean lots of bright colors and mm. uh, just the cinematography and yeah. And the special effects and, you know, not just Gal Gadot, but just everything sparkled and shine, except, you know, when they got to the war and then the way they did the war, mm. you know, was really, you know, they really paid tribute to that era. With Yeah, it was really, it's it was disparate with his images because when we're in uh, Themyscira, it was like beautiful and pure and unpolluted and... Natural and green with blue water it was just paradise, heaven oh, yeah. on earth, and you know it's like a bunch of hot, muscular women running around, just and horses and vegetation. It was just, and then they go over to London like during the war. Just yeah. one of the, and she's like, she said it looked hideous. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so funny because I remember even seeing that in the in the commercial. I was like, thought it was hilarious how they threw that in the way she says it, like completely different from where she goes it's kind of cool it's showing diana entering i guess what we would call the real world or reality or war you know like she's her first dose of of reality and uh even as she comes over from themiscara and it's in the middle of the war and everything is dark and bleak she was the only colorful thing yeah Mm -hmm. uh that was roaming around the world everything was everything was done really well the action scenes were great she played the character great from the the point where she's just becoming like you know she, from being a child being naive and not knowing things and you know starting to learn about what's going on and then just stepping up over what her mother wanted her to do after you know her mother and the, whatever the council all said no this this isn't our problem we're we're not getting involved yeah and she just steps over them and and goes to do it herself yeah she's um She's very defiant, and I love how 
naive she is in the movie as well when she's entering the world for the first time, like, you know, mainland world. Um, but before we even get into that, like, how do you guys feel when you first left the movie theater? Like, what was your just, like, what was the feeling going through your mind and your body and everything? Like, you know, that's such a great feeling. I was like, wow, this is what, like, Superman or Man of Steel should have been. Should have left you with this, you know, high. Yeah. For the, you know, for the upcoming uh, DCEU. My first reaction was to, to go buy another ticket and watch it again. <laughs> right after I saw it, I want to watch it back to back. You mean, I, I, I thought you were talking about the Jungle Fantasy movie. Across the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's every night, boy. <laughs> there, there, were, there were probably five points through the movie that I could have cried, and three of them were just because she was kicking ass so beautifully. Mm. Did a lot of people clap in your theaters? Like, a lot of people go nuts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Constantly clapping. Yeah. I had to you know, I, it's, it's, fun, it's fun to see the... Because, you know, we're, we're at a point right now where people are finally learning that you don't leave a Marvel movie before the credits because yeah. there are going to be more scenes. So now it's gotten to the point that enough people have learned that that you see them all sitting at the end of the credits in a DC movie because they think, oh, if I wait 15 minutes, I'm going to see something at the end. No, mm. no, you're not going to see anything. Yeah. You know, one thing I noticed when I went to see uh, I went to a 515 show, and um, there was just a, a lot of, like, older people, a lot of seniors and whatever, and I was like, well, you never really see, like, in my opinion, anyway, I don't really see, like, seniors in these movies. And, uh, man, there was a bunch in the theater I went to in Manhattan, and... Uh, it was just cool to see them, you know, out there supporting, you know, uh, people of all ages supporting Wonder Woman. Yeah, Gr- Grams, how did you feel being a senior and seeing the movie? <laughs> well, <laughs> did you get the I, discount? I did enjoy my 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 senior discount. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Five dollars to get in. I like that. Five dollars, and I got a free popcorn. Free pop and a and a propane coupon. <laughs> I went and saw it after work so I could talk about it tonight. There was a good crowd. Even on a Tuesday night, there was a, a really good crowd. And um, my wife couldn't join me. But when I left the theater, I was like, I can't wait to take her to this movie. She she liked the uh, you know the Linda Carter TV series, uh, Wonder Woman. And uh, so I'm, hopefully I'll be able to take her this weekend to see it. Mm. Yeah, talking about the older crowd, I think, uh, I think I mentioned to you guys, uh, my theory is that I think a lot of them grew up watching Lindsay Carter on TV as Wonder Woman. And I think sure. they've been waiting their whole lives literally for a Wonder Woman movie. I always loved Wonder Woman, but I always wondered, like, why she ne- Why didn't she ever get her due? Why doesn't she have a movie out? Like, she's such an iconic character. There's, there's easily two women that everybody, two women in comics that everybody in the world knows. And that's Wonder Woman and Catwoman. They're like... That yeah. old, that iconic, and I always wonder like, why did we never get something with Wonder Woman? And uh, I'm glad we waited. <laughs> you know, good things come yeah. to those who wait, right? Because um, this, 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 everything for this movie aligns up perfectly. Big shout out to Patty Jenkins. Big shout out to Zack Snyder for casting Gal Gadot. Man, that guy, that guy saw something in her, man, and she fucking nailed it. What about Linda Carter at the? You know, doing all the press for Wonder Woman. It was great to see both of them together. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's really classy on Linda Carter's part. I think, yeah. uh, I think that was really cool that she came out and did that. It's cool to see Gal Gadot. Like she's such a down to earth girl. You know, like she's so cool and she's so happy and humble to like be in this position. It's just so much to take in. And uh, and Patty Jenkins too, man. Patty Jenkins delivered because uh, she did Monster, which was an amazing movie with Charlize Theron. Like 
Um, oh, she did that movie? Yeah, and it's weird because I don't think she's done much since that. So her to come out and do Wonder Woman, because I don't think there's that many female directors in general, let alone someone that's dealing with this kind of budget, but it was all meant to be, and um, I'm just... It, it, it surpassed expectations um, for me. Chris Pine, too. Yeah, Chris Pine, to me, was the biggest... I didn't think I was going to give a shit about Trevor in this movie. Yeah, like, man. How is he going to stand out next to Wonder Woman? But, but wow, that guy delivered, man. That he. There are a lot of people saying that he stole the show for them. Maybe. Whoa. He had some great mm. lines. And, um, yeah. Oh, one quick thing I want to touch up on what I like about this movie is um, the, use, the use of humor, whereas I think it was done in a way where it was perfect. It wasn't too goofy or stupid. It was, like, just right. I actually enjoyed the humor in this movie. I think the, the jokes and the timing were really good for everything. And I think it helps when you... You sprinkle in humor, and you don't have your hero cracking the jokes. Right, yeah. Well, she was. Like, you know, I, I, I didn't need to see Wonder Woman saying she knew Steve Trevor from work. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> she, um, she was so cute being naive, like when she's in the town, and she goes up to that baby, like, oh, a baby. <laughs> She yeah. was just, the thing is, Gal Gadot is just too damn likable. Like when she's trying to go through that revolving door with the sword. I, I was I was just gonna say this movie changed the way I use revolving doors. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the whole supporting cast. They I think they were yeah. the, the the Scottish dude and the 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 Indian guy. Like the whole ragtag crew with Wonder Woman. Yeah, the supporting was cast was excellent. They were all likable and interesting, you know. It was like uh, Steve Trevor put together his own Bad News Bears. And yeah, his yeah. own Goonies they went and shit. Yeah. To win the war. Um, <laughs> I think it flowed well. Whereas every time you needed, every when every time you were ready for some action, you got it. You know, just in time. I think that flowed pretty well. Uh, well, we let's let's cut back to the Amazonian fight. What'd you guys think of that? On the beach? Yeah. Boy, them they don't take shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I love the moves that they were doing, where they like they, they flip upside down and they get like three arrows and. Crips yeah. is like, I ain't yeah. fucking with them, boy. The slow motion in the arrows in midair that was pure genius. It was almost like a, we were watching a Green Arrow movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, with the way that they were fighting, you know, with uh, with all their shields and like kind of formations and stuff, felt uh, sort of like three hundred. Yes. Yeah. yeah the the girl too. version. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys think that was the three hundred warriors? They showed like uh, these images of Spartans with the Amazons or something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. If that's yeah. Supposed yeah. To be some sort of connection. Or... Yeah. Maybe. It it did seem a lot like it. Yeah. Yeah. The beach team was great. I. Uh... A nice way to set it off, you know, set off the movie. I just liked how they explained a lot. They did a real good job of explaining how, you know, I can't even pronounce where they're from. Themyscira? Thermop- yeah, Themyscira. <laughs> I say mascara. But you say Themyspropane. Yeah, they don't have propane in Themyscira. Themysravening. I loved how they explained, you know, when... when uh, Diana's mother explained how Zeus set up this island for them and how they're protected and and all that stuff. It, I mean, that was done beautifully and and flowed so well so that you didn't have any questions about you know where this magical land of all female warriors comes from and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, it was a great origin story and they they didn't 
you know, dwell yeah, on and it. Yeah, and it was real quick. banged it out I mean, it right wasn't, away. Yeah, they was dragged good. it out. You know, it was just like... Boom, boom, boom. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of people want to see more Amazons now, though. Like, they were a big hit. I know there, there's going to be a scene with them in Justice League when they're fighting parademons, but uh, you know, I know people want more of that, which is pretty cool. But isn't uh, the, the Queen, a Queen Hippolyta, isn't she in Justice League? Yes. I forget the actress name. That that one scene from the Justice League trailer was crazy when they just attack in the parody. I mean, fucking hell, dude. Yeah, but um, good pacing. I like the um, I even like the Steve, uh, Trevor's uh, secretary, <laughs> that uh, British uh, girl. Yeah. She was even she was kind of cool. And then they waged the villain Yeah, like um, Doctor Poison what? was really cool. I really yeah. dig her. Yeah, yeah, it was a really cool character. She has she had like a scarecrow thing going on, didn't she? Like, the general who uh isn't that the guy from Dirty Days of Night? I think that's the head yeah, vampire. I think so, yeah. He's a he's a badass. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Iris at the end, which is pretty cool. But the mid scene, the scene that everybody was talking about, what'd you guys think when uh when they're in the trenches and then uh Diane Dude, as soon as she, as soon as she got up in no man's land and stepped onto the, the level ground, that was when I knew I read an article that, that's where when... Patty Jenkins had to fight to keep that scene in the movie because <laughs> oh, the oh. studio execs wanted that to cut it, you know, one due to time length and then, you know, because of some other issues. But she had to fight to keep that scene in there. And that that was like make or break for that movie. Yeah. You know? yeah. If this movie was Suicide Squad, they would have cut it, but it's not. <laughs> that scene was nuts, hopefully man. they'll Hopefully they'll learn from that and see how successful a movie can be when they leave the director's movie intact and just put it in. Well, yeah, I mean, this was a very long movie, wasn't it? Well, like I think two it was, and a half hours? Yeah, I think it was like two and a half. Yeah. But awesome. it didn't seem like that, you know? No, it was just right, man. I think um, yeah, that, that scene, I think a lot of people like that scene better than, well, that, that fight scene in general from the trenches to the town, people like that better yeah. than uh, the actual last scene. Where they call, where they said he BVS did a little in the end, which I kind of get, in a way. Yeah, you know what I mean. But they do it in the comics a lot, but I don't like it in movies where like the heroes and the villains have to have this long dialogue during a fight scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like Scott Snydery. <laughs> well, I mean they do it in comics a lot, and I get it because you, you know, it's it's written format. It's a I like. Medium. I liked the the ultimate fight at the end of this because you could see where Ares was trying to twist her around right and turn her against yeah. what her mission had been and yeah. you you could see you could see him planting that doubt in her mm. and she was yeah. so very naive but so, you know. I, I love how naive that really hit home how na- how naive Diana was when she first entered earth and learning earth's ways and how people react to things and are um but that, but the no man's land scene was just, the whole fucking theater was like, <gasps> because you know she's running up, she's taking fire, then she goes into the town, and, and when she like clutches onto the building and jumps through it, it's like, and oh, and they actually used the Wonder Woman theme, which I was really happy about, because I was oh yeah, yeah that was badass. I was hoping, I was hoping they would. I hope they, I was worried about them, them possibly cutting it out, and just using it as a, for the commercials, but they actually kept it in there and. Uh, that was perfect. And it's funny because you see this scene where she goes through the window with the guy so many times in the commercials, but when you see it in the movies, it has a whole new meaning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when it's in context, like the whole theater was like, oh! From the No Man's Land scene right up to 
uh, after that, when the village gets gassed, like there was, that's all really dark stuff. That's the darkest parts of the darkest war. Yeah, World War One. From from that no man's land and the trench warfare up to the, the gassing, you know, all the mustard gas and everything like that. Those were the dirtiest parts of the dirtiest war. Yeah, this movie. And they got touch all of that. Definitely had some dark parts in this movie. Like, they didn't. Um... You know, they didn't kitty it up. There were dark parts in this. They didn't. And uh, and I was a little, I was a little nervous because I took my daughter, who's five. She's gonna be six at the end of this month, and I didn't, I didn't tell her we were going to see this movie in the event that you know she didn't want to go see it, but I knew she would. Yeah. So I had a surprise. So I had a surprise her, and we're watching the movie, and I'm kind of like keeping an eye on her because she's she's cried in in cartoon movies like Life of Pets was the last the last movie she cried at so she's real unpredictable mm. and she's watching this she's watching this movie and she kind of has her her head tucked between her legs with her arms over her forehead so she's like watching through her legs because when the scary parts come mm-hmm. and i'm just kind of watching her but she's not like turning away she's not crying she's not asking to leave and every time wonder woman comes on the screen you just see i just see her eyes just light up and they get big and she sees Wonder Woman struggle, but then she sees Wonder Woman come back and win. And it was just, it was great. It was like watching, like us when we were kids watching 89 or, oh, or uh, 66 or, you know, oh, Returns. It was great. It was dude. great to see it in her. That's how I know. The, that's how I know the movie was great. I hope she's you a, covered her eyes when, when uh, Chris Pine got out of that bath, man. I hope you covered her eyes. Did I didn't a, cover her eyes. Not one second, boy. Did uh, <laughs> did uh, what, what, how'd you guys feel when you first saw Wonder Woman like lift up a tank or some shit? <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Like, yeah, I didn't see that coming. Right? Classic, classic comic book image of a superhero lifting up a tank. Yeah, I'm just chucking it. It was awesome. Yeah, it, it it all goes back to uh, Action Comics. You know, Superman holding yeah. the uh, holding the car. Right. Yeah, and she's fighting. It's, it's the oldest comic image. What was kind of cool about this movie too, and well done, was when all right. So when she was taking fire in the beginning with the shield, like it showed that she's Wonder Woman, but even Wonder Woman needs a little help sometimes, you know. And then the supporting cast came in and was shooting at the the soldiers and you know helping to get through like a, a team effort. So that was kind of cool just to see that you know there was still part of it grounded in reality. Like Diana's still learning about this new form of warfare for her and all these new elements in her environment but that was kind of cool and when the biggest... not just the warfare she she doesn't really know her true powers and her true potential at this point so it's kind of like she if she was who she was now then she probably wouldn't struggle like she was when her first time in battle you know so yeah. it was it was kind of cool to see her her learn um as the movie went on how powerful she could really become Mm. Yeah, and seeing her go through the movie thinking that the sword was the weapon. Yeah. yeah. And then learning that she actually was. One of the biggest moment, biggest roars in the theater was when they're in, they're taking sniper fire, and then the boys, the, the yeah. ragtag team gets underneath, I think it was a car door, to make a shield for her to launch off of. And then yeah. she goes flying oh, in the yeah. air and then just goes right through that tower and everything collapses. The fucking theater lost it at that moment. Like, that was yeah, epic. just wrecking ball that church. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like like taking sniper fire. Fuck that. I'm just going right in the <laughs> Oh, and Wonder Woman kills, boy. Like like Batman's not supposed to go so expensive, but Wonder Woman kills. Even when she stabbed that general, I was like, damn boy. Like, you know, that's it's pretty dark. Um, that was a great oh yeah, when, when she thought she was killing Ares. Uh, have you ever seen someone look so crestfallen after killing someone? Mm. <laughs> it, it impales him. 
fuck happened, dude. Nothing changed. It was kind of eerie when she first saw Ares. Um, I guess he was like taking form as a British commander or something like that, and there was just something yeah. haunting about that first image of him in the tower when she looks at him. Like, I love the way they did him once they had him, you know, revealing himself and pulling his armor together out of you know, all this debris of the war. Yeah. And like he's like burning he the looked, slits in his looked, helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he looked spot on from the comics, and it was just fitting that, you know, his his armor was made of like the scraps of war. It was good that it was a it was a decent villain because I know a lot of people bitched about the villain uh, for uh, Suicide Squad. Like that was a big letdown for a lot of people. So I I think people people were pretty happy with this villain. Three of them, a trifecta between Ares, the general, and uh, Dr. Poison, who I think was a really nice touch. I really like Dr. Poison. Yeah. It was really well done. I like that. They didn't kill her, did they? So she could come back. Yeah. yeah. She's going to start selling propane in the gas form. <laughs> 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 um, so you taste the meat, not the heat. <laughs> I really liked when they showed the photo of... Wonder Woman with, you know, um, Steve Trevor and his other mercenaries Squad. that you first see in Batman versus Superman. You actually see the moment that that photo was taken. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Now, the vo- I, I kind of think I'm, I want to watch this again because you don't see much of the photographer, but I ha- I kind of think that that photographer, there's like a little Easter egg or something going on with that guy because you see him just say, now get together pose and then he just kind of ducks and sinks away real quick i don't know i just have a suspicion about that guy would you guys think when you first saw um wayne tech or whatever and you know pull up in the loo and that that's the part i was like oh you guys are gonna be grinning in the beginning i said oh diggity yeah (laughs) that was was pretty sweet did you did anyone see that uh thing online showing the easter egg on the license plate of that wayne armored truck yeah, I think yeah. Aquil mm. put that up. He's like, I still shock. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a crazy deep Easter egg, though. Like the, the license plate refers to Superman's the return. issue of Superman when Superman returned from the dead. Yep. That's some that's some Scott Snyder Court of Owls before Court of Owls story arc happened. Easter egg. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think that was Zack Snyder. Like he, he loves planting those things. And uh, it was just too damn obvious. Like. Yeah, he's coming back, boy. Looking, uh, Supes is coming back. When Supes comes back, man, he's gonna be like the Superman everybody wants. Like this, it's it's gonna be like life. the next biggest thing after the return of the trunk. Yeah, to make me do it more, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the the story was very linear, which is important. Um, like I'm, you know, you're trying to think about all the ways that I, I I this movie was successful for DC, but I don't think they succumbed to anything that was criticized. Like, oh, there's not enough jokes, not colorful. I think it was still dark, and I think it still did justice to DC's mature tone, which I love. But I think um, it, it was just very linear. I think it's because it wasn't too cluttered. I think that's really important. Like, you, you know, unless you build up these characters, I think the amount of characters in a movie helps out a lot. You know, when you're trying to to make a decent film or tell a decent story, and um, well, it, as far as as far as the character goes, it's probably the of the the newest DCEU films. It's probably the one that 
is most pure with the the tone and the portrayal of the character in the comics because so many people bitch about Man of Steel because he's you know not this sunshine boy scout that hands everyone cupcakes and then everyone bitches about Batman versus Superman and then this one it's kind of like you know a bright movie it's people that probably don't even read Wonder Woman and I'll admit I don't read much of Wonder Woman the only Wonder Woman I've ever read was Meredith and David Finch's run and um, Mm. you know so it's probably one that it's a good jumping on point for people that want to know more about this character and it also kind of is the most pure portrayal of a character to compare to their comic you know portrayal there's a I forgot what her name is. Uh, Grace from Beyond the Reviewers trailer or something. She used to write for DC. She does a little movie. She's pretty good. Uh, she was talking about how Marvel's going to compete now with this and and if they can. And I really don't think they can in this field because DC easily dominates with female characters. They have Captain Marvel coming out. Who the fuck knows who Captain Marvel It's like there's no way it'll match the level of in- inspiration that wonder woman and then you look at the whole roster of female characters in the dc universe and it's like yeah but you the same thing could have been said about guardians of the uh galaxy galaxy that's true yeah but the thing is call it a demographic we call a female demographic dc has it think about how batgirl is going to do now after wonder woman lined out the door you know around the corner to see this movie should just let patty jenkins direct batgirl and i agree the, uh, i totally agree the, the success of guardians of the galaxy though didn't come from any comic popularity it came from them choosing a set of marvel characters that they knew they could market well together because prior to that movie they were never the guardians of the galaxy in the comics we well, you know heb was Marvel only had control of so many licenses because they split everything up and they were going bankrupt. But Guardians of the Galaxy was one of them they could use. They're like, well, yep. we have this. Let's do it. And it was good because it was funny. It was it was I'll a fun. Was it? Most most of the success or a large part of the success for that movie or those two movies is the music soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of it too. Yeah, they did really clever uh, stuff with the music. I mean, that's that's really yeah. a large part of the success. The, the virtual comedies. But, with, but we, when we go back to Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is is really groundbreaking, man. First female-led superhero movie and from one of the most iconic, inspirational characters there are. And, um, it's, yeah, this is, uh, this is definitely a game changer. So, um, and I'm so glad it surpassed my expectations. I knew I was going to like it, but, uh, it it really hit a, a note with everybody in a specific way that you just it just went through your bones you know and uh, I mean it had a couple of small little things that don't even matter any movie could have them like uh, I guess those I guess you know the Germans or whoever were trying to kill Steve Trevor in the alleyway the next thing you know he's in a meeting like okay no big deal like oh when he first lands in a mainland oh let's go hat shopping <laughs> you know like a couple of these things that wouldn't add up as well or when she stabbed the general. And then she got the sword back. There's no fucking blood on it. I'm like, that sh- <laughs> I'm like, man, that whatever he sniffed early, man, must have like thickened his blood or something. Cause, uh, <laughs> man, that's a clean sword. Like, you know, little things that don't even really matter. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I noticed when she stuck the sword through him, and it's it's through the top of the ceiling. 
There's no. no blood dripping out of it. That's I was like, man, uh, she, that's a clean stab. Actually, there was there wasn't much blood in the whole movie. I think that's where the rating boundary was. Where to make and that it, probably yeah, you probably yeah to keep it. Don't worry, boy. If probably... uh, good old Zack Snyder gets his hands on it again, boy, <laughs> you're gonna see some wheeling and dealing, boy. <laughs> You see some impaling, that's for sure. Um, if Zack Snyder got a hold of it, Chris Pine wouldn't have had his hand where he hand where he had it. Oh, diggity! I really, he would have just tucked it, huh? I never thought I would give a shit. Of, <laughs> I never thought I'd give a shit about Chris Pine in this movie, but wow, he, he was really good. And uh, it would have been the Trevorine. The Trevorine. <laughs> that scene when he took the plane out—that was pretty cool, man. I thought that was good acting. Yeah, and then she got up. That was there. great. That was that was one of my favorite parts when when the the plane blows up and she's screaming and then she just starts going crazy and just takes out, you know, everybody and everything and like a yeah, in in their path. That was awesome. That was a great scene. Yeah, yeah but I know he jumped out. I know he jumped out. That was because um, <laughs> that that was because Eris Eris said Martha and Diana lost it. I think. That's what I heard, so. <laughs> <laughs> then they fight, and then they're back in London. She sees the photo of him. I like the part when she says, "So I stayed," and she made a decision to stay. That was like that was pretty inspiring for some reason. Like she wanted nothing to do with mankind anymore after this. And then Steve Trevor taught her that I guess there are good people. And what was the thing that it's what you believe in that counts or something like that. And it it was a feel good movie. It really was. Even even as much as I loved. Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman, which I do. Wonder Woman may, makes you feel good. You could leave and say that was a good movie, but you could leave and say that was a good movie and like feel good about things. So I get it with her. I don't know if Trunks saw it yet, but uh, I know we got to do this one for our, our good buddy. Oh shit! Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah boy. You, you know I wasn't letting this one go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, don't worry we're, we're gonna get trunk li- <laughs> we that will- sounds like the uh the return of the dceu to me <laughs> trunk- oh shit we will get the trunks <laughs> to sing that song don't worry did anybody pick up that official uh art book and uh pictures of the wonder woman movie not yet, not yet. How is it? It comes with the, the picture of, you know, the first picture of Wonder Woman that, that Bruce sent her, so I really like that as an extra. Does it but come with a lock qual- of Gal Gadot's hair? Like, a little lock. No, that was with the uh, <laughs> Prime 1 exclusive. Got mine. So, who, who pre-ordered the Mezco figure? Wonder Woman. Me. Yeah. I'm oh, holding out for the hot toys. Are you getting the the oh. Demascara one too? Demascara. Oh. Oh. You know dude. I got to boy. Oh, button time, button time, boy. Hit it. You know, okay. Here's what's crazy, because she said this on Jimmy Fallon. She was actually pregnant during a large portion of the filming. I thought it was reshoots. Uh, from so what had... I understand, it was the reshoots. Reshoots, yeah. Oh, the reshoots. So yeah. she had to like wear like a, you know, her suit that had like the green screen, on the belly. So they could edit that out. Yeah. That's crazy. Hey, you gotta edit that out. Hey, <laughs> Gamrix, um, out of five cups of Tim Hortons coffee, yeah, what would you rate old Wonder Woman? Uh, out of five, I don't want to sound like a complete nerd uh, fanboy for it. He's gonna I, give it five. I, I have to call it like a four and a half. 
but I, I really couldn't change much, if anything, about this movie. Yeah. But would it, it would you take a pinch off, or would you a slice off? Just a... I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of making that up. Yeah, that's... Because I don't want to <laughs> just sound like a fanboy giving it a five. I, yeah. I don't know what I would change about it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, we're a grumpy grumps out of um out of five thumbs down. <laughs> How many? Th- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I gotta I gotta go the same way as Robin. I'll probably give it like a, a four out of five. I mean, it was a great flick. Yeah. You know, a couple of little hiccups here and there, but nothing. I mean, nothing major. Nothing the worth stuff talking you can, about. The stuff you can find in any movie, though, which is which is why I was there. Yeah, too. exactly. Nah, I I really thought it was great, and I mean, they literally found the perfect person to follow up Linda Carter. Oh God, man, it was amazing. You know? Well, you Gramps, how many uh, propane takes out of five do you give it? Uh, I'm gonna give it a four point seven two. I gotta knock some of the sequencing that 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 went in, but I mean nothing like plot wise, but like okay, they get in a boat, they leave Themyscira, they they get in a boat, they go to sleep, and all of a sudden they're in London. Yeah, that's like it's <laughs> kind of Disney right there. They just wake and up. She in was London. like, she was like, oh, where are we? Goes, We're in old London town. We oh, we yeah. hitched a oh, ride or something. Yeah. 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 But you know, it it it's was a useful ride. little tool for you. Know, how much of that trip did you need to see? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, another thing. But uh, yeah. uh, then then you know like um, the the blood thing. But I, I'm just being yeah. a little ticky tacky. And then I thought you know Steve Trevor would use like a piece of meat. I thought that was sexist. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how sexist this movie was. <laughs> Very accurate. And uh, yeah. Well, one thing I thought about was, uh, damn, they're in the middle of World War One, and Gal Gadot just looks so damn perfect all the time, like <laughs> no dirt or anything on her face, just perfect. I, like, I agree. I did. My other favorite character in this film was um, it, the actor's name is Ewan Bremner. He was in Train Spotting. He was like, yeah, the that's the, the guy, right? sharpshooter guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he, funny. Charlie wasn't it? Charlie, yeah. Charlie, yeah. I love him. He's he, he cracks good. me up. Well, so ledges out of five fake Legos, how many do you get? Well, <laughs> oh, cheers! Cheers! So ledges, you gonna give it? You gonna do it, boy? You gonna, nope. you gonna nope. give it five, ain't you, boy? Always oh, gonna go five. The the only the only problem I really had with it was the uh, yeah the the dirt on the face thing. It was like the Megan Fox Transformer things where she's rolling around and the dirt wakes up and her lip gloss is popping. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, uh, other other than that, I didn't really have any problems with it, so I got to give it a five. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Megan Fox was considered for this movie years ago? <sighs> yeah. There, there's no way she would have had the same impact. And, the, and then Megan Fox, Megan Fox. Then she calls Wonder Woman a lame superhero. Obviously. She doesn't know shit about the character, if that's the case. But this she movie would it wouldn't have done half as well if she would have. But she wouldn't have been able to bring that kind of emotion she found, to this she character. She found out Michael Bay wasn't directing it, so she didn't want no part. Yeah, of it. <laughs> Michael Bay would like blow up them. Michael Bay would have Transformers land on Demascara and start like blowing the island <laughs> up and shit. And yeah, I'll do I'll do about a four point eight, just a nitpick off of little things that could be found in any movie. But for my enjoyment, it was perfect. Just a uh, Everything you know, I'm really impressed with the the costume design too for the Amazonians and and Wonder Woman. Just everything, the, the amount of detail that went into it was always 
really impressive to me. We waited this long for a Wonder Woman movie, and it just knocked it out of the park. All the fucking haters have been cricketed, boy. Like, all those little Marvel meme fucks and that motherfucking... And whoever, <laughs> they're like... Getting that la- they're getting a lasso wrapped around them and having to tell the truth <laughs> what they think about oh. the movie. And you know what? That little troll... All of a sudden, all of a sudden Blurred Vision is having 2020 right now. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, also, um, we, we didn't talk so about it yet. What about the lasso that? looked fantastic in the movie. Yeah, I was oh, just going to say amazing. that Rob, before. I was just going to bring that up before uh, that the crit- special effects on the lasso were as amazing. Some some fucking critic was like, oh, it looked, it looked like a glow worm or some shit. There were so few critics that had something bad to say about it. And then I was reading what they were saying. It just didn't make any sense. So I was on Twitter giving them virtual Wonder Woman hugs, each one, because there's so few. I saw that. Yeah. Because I'm like, really, dude, like, if, if, you, if you have something that makes sense or smart to say about your criticism, then that's fine. But the points they were making were like... Damn man, are you still on like Marvel's payroll or something like that? Are they still dishing out, you know, some like Metro cards or something like that? Cause uh, I don't know. <laughs> some people are just contrarians and they're going to hate anything popular. No, that's, that's true. Oh, like like the Village Voice. There, someone said it wasn't feminist enough, and I'm I'm there with the uh, Steve Buscemi cross eyes. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I really want to know what that trolls think and the one that tried to sabotage and was you know tried to leak something i think it was on reddit or whatever and they're like oh the, the wonder woman movie is a mess or some shit like that i think it happened earlier this year like someone was trying to like circulate yeah, she, that. yeah, yeah she got yeah. uh she got called out uh, after the movie came out didn't she i don't know if they found who it was patty jenkins got on twitter and said this is bullshit because someone was just trying <laughs> to sabotage it like literally saying making it sound like they were they used to work at Warner, and then they saw it, and it's a mess. You know, like just trying to stir up negative buzz for no reason. Yeah, it's like a troll shit on on the next level. So it, it's like it's like the same. Some of that goes around about every movie, and it usually happens when you hear about the movies reshoots getting done, because almost every movie gets reshoots. Yeah. And remember when Rogue One was getting its reshoots done and there were people all over there oh it's a horrible movie they're they're trying to reshoot it to save it Mm. everything gets reshoots because when they're doing editing and everything they find Mm. you know parts that they things that they didn't get right you know it's a good film when um like yesterday at work you know i'm having lunch down in uh, kind of the common area and uh i'm just sitting by myself eating lunch and there's some people sitting at like two or three tables over and they're talking about the movie and there's this guy talking about you know i didn't like man of steel i didn't like the batman versus superman but i love this movie he he started talking about how this was the best dc movie that's been put out i i still i'll never i'll never understand all the hate for man of steel I, i don't get it i thought man of steel was great but that's just me like the arguments i've heard where does the city getting destroyed? Yeah, no shit. Kryptonians are fighting. Oh, my Superman doesn't kill. I'm like, yeah, well, that family was going to be fried by Zod unless Supes did something. Oh, he could have just put his hand in front of Zod's <laughs> eyes. No, nah, it probably would have still went through and I killed or damaged the family. 
Oh, he could have did something else. He wasn't, you know, he was a brand new Superman. He was learn, still yeah. learning his powers, you know, that was suppressed yeah. his whole life. And, and if if he had been if he had been Superman longer after Metropolis got destroyed, he could have flown around the world and reversed the rotation and turned back time <laughs> to fix everything. But he he didn't have that experience yet. And it's, then he could have bench pressed the Earth for seven straight days without stopping. And you know, who chucked the mercy? It's funny because Alan Rich said the same thing with me uh, every time because Superman uh, Man of Steel is on TV a lot, and uh, whenever it's on, I'll just watch it. And every time I watch it, it gets better. And I thought, and he agreed too. It's like it's kind of weird, almost. I don't think I don't remember any movie that had that kind of effect on me, but I actually enjoy it more each time. So I think that kind of says something. I think you understand a little more each time you watch it. And uh, I just never understood all the hate it got. I think it got like fifty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which in a way yeah. isn't really that bad. It's kind of fifty-fifty, which is not necessarily that bad for a movie if you if you really think about it in reality. Um, any closing thoughts for Wonder Woman, Amex? Intermission? All right, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Uh. Tell them, Trunks. <laughs> Chicago. Bad. Here it comes. Oh, shit. Sir Trunks. Yeah. You lied to Trunks. Uh, you lie to Trunks. You lie to Trunks. Oh shit! Return of the Trunks. The Trunks. Oh my God. <laughs> there, I don't get all this shit. Trunkly karaoke, but uh. <laughs> be a... Speaking of awesome women in DC Universe, uh, Bat Batman number twenty four came out, and it's it's sold out at the shop, man. I don't I don't I mean Batman comics sell, but I, I don't remember the last time it sold out that early on release day. Something big happened in the gamut. Uh, who said DC went to USA Today or something to reveal what was going to happen in it prior? Yes, sir. Tuesday so, morning. Why Why do you think they did that? sell books obviously but like it's not their style right get out ahead of uh, you know the spoilers or whatever control the story promote it yeah i guess it might it might be the same thing as you know when uh when they start reporting you know things that characters that they're gonna be including in movies you know it's to to be controlling that promotion instead of it just leaking out independently maybe this was that kind of thing yeah. They knew it was gonna get around the internet, so they decided to to get out in front. So yeah. this Tom King killed it in this issue. The writer Tom King. Um... All the hype on the internet is about that last page, you know, the the yeah. proposal. Yeah. But for me, the backstory of that diamond, he pulled the diamond from Catwoman's first appearance in 1940, yeah. Yeah. and made that the diamond that he proposes. Tom is a fucking genius. Yeah, well, when he... Or he's just a hopeless romantic. I, I think both, because right, when he was on the yeah. show last time, I um, I thanked him because I, I was so happy that he loved Catwoman as much as a lot of us do, and he's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm always, like, reading the old stuff, and he, he mentioned, like, how, you know, they first met on, on the boat back in, in the Golden Age, 
and she got caught for a heist. She's wearing the cat mask and everything, and uh, he's he's really into this dynamic between both of them. And um, like, wow, this this shit this shit is crazy because I didn't know this was gonna. I don't think anyone saw this coming. We know he has. I did a, because I know he he hacked my computer when we had him on <laughs> and stole my story idea. Shit, not again. <laughs> that's that's Frank like Miller the did that story idea time. you had stolen, man. <laughs> man, it happens every fucking month. It pisses you, me you off. You know what you gotta do? You gotta write faster. <laughs> well, what'd you guys think oh. of the dialogue between uh, Batman and uh, Gotham Girl? I think that was pretty heavy, man. Like, Batman talking about uh, that he's not happy. And he's... Uh, that, that was a great quote I posted when he's, he said, I'm not Batman because I like being Batman. I'm Batman because I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm the trunkler because I'm the, the trunkler. trunkler. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't really hear Bat or Bruce say that. When I read that, I kind of read it in Tom King's voice. <laughs> Tom King. <laughs> um, Sounds like something he would say. <laughs> Tom, Tom King has a mini series coming out with Batman and Catwoman, right? Curve like it's going to be like a yeah, supposed to be a I think a twelve issue, and I don't. That might be where we see this continue. Possibly, uh, you know, we we might not find out what she said until that. Right, right. Yeah. That's what I'm More of jokes she and still, riddles. She that. she never gave an answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's just so. For our listeners, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about right now. Basically, Batman proposed to Catwoman. Like he took his mask off, oh. and then he took her mask off. He told her that he needs her and he loves her, and he proposed to her. Probably going to top the rooftop kiss and hush you know that was so iconic but yeah. this is fucking 70 something years in the making dude wow finch is the the main artist on this issue that, finch. But, uh, I think finch it was clay man that uh that joined in on this one i like how tom king tweeted he said i had my proposal to clay man was uh, well your name's already a batman villain so why don't you just go ahead and come on yeah. that was it <laughs> I love Tom King. He, Tom, shout out to our boy Tom King because he don't give a fuck. <laughs> he does <his> thing. <laughs> I'm really happy though, man, because I freaking love Catwoman, dude. I think Catwoman is a badass chick. I think she's fucking awesome, man. And she's been around so fuck. She's been around longer than Wonder Woman, I think, bro. Like, she's been around yep. forever. And no one has ever been closer to Bruce than Selena. Argued all you want. Gordon, Alfred, the Robins, anyone. But Selena has always struck a note or got to Bruce in a different way than anyone else has, man. Seriously. That, that was, that was interesting seeing some of people's reactions online. Like I saw people saying, Oh no, if he was going to propose to anyone, it would be Talia. I'm like, get the Why? Because oh, baby's be, mama, because bro. Talia sexually assaulted him. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to marry her. I know. Yeah. <laughs> baby's mom, bro. Chill. <laughs> you know, Bruce isn't going to marry into the Al Ghul family. Shout out to Nash Kat. I guess the Cat Force came at a good time because uh, this is their glory day. <laughs> like, <laughs> that Nash Cat. Nash So wait, um, so some people weren't too happy. I think I think most people were, but some people weren't too happy about Bruce proposing to Selena. What do you What do you guys think? Digging it? Or... I think it was great, but yeah. I also don't think he's gonna get married well some people think selena's gonna get killed some people think she's gonna say no you know i don't think it's gonna i mean it's it's great for the storyline but we all know that bruce isn't gonna be happy at the end of the day and this marriage is not gonna happen she's gonna say no or something's gonna happen where it just goes back to bruce being bruce well bruce can't hang up the cow because in injustice too if you do selena's ending 
it's they like they got married I think or they were together and then Bruce gave up the cow and Selena wasn't into it anymore because she most of the thrill for her was him being Bruce and Batman so but that was I mean it's in it's a different continuity it's injustice but still it's kind of interesting to think like yeah like you know Selena but then again Frank Miller's Selena in the Preludes <laughs> was it the oh, the Dark Knight um Last Crusade Last Crusade Selena wants to settle down with Bruce. They want so yeah. yeah. yeah there's different well, she's ways. already settled down. Yeah, she. I guess you could say she wants to settle down. But and there, there's some real hateful people online too saying, "Oh, he proposed to her, so uh, that means they're gonna kill her." Take yeah, no, it I, easy. I but um, I think I've always liked Catwoman so much as well because I think when you read enough Batman for this long, um. You kind of feel Batman's pain after a while, and his loneliness, and his heartache, and his you know scars. You just getting, and like Selena's the relief to that. She's like the only one who could relieve that for him, I believe. So, it's kind of uh, the balance between them's always been pretty cool, and they're both badass. I mean, when they fight together, I always like that shit too. So, the more Batman, yeah, it's 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 been so long waiting for them to finally because it's been. Well, They've been play, on boy. the verge of being a couple for so long. I know it's like crazy foreplay. And it's almost they, they for you know since 1940 they've been. Uh, what can I? They're they're the Jim and Pam of comic book nerds. If okay. anybody watches The Office, also oh yeah, Catwoman is also the only one that Batman will turn a blind eye to. Sometimes you know he's the yeah. only one that'll let her get away. Yeah. So that's that says a lot because he's a yeah. stickler, bro. So. Yeah, like yeah, he'll he'll catch her stealing something, <laughs> take back what she stole, but let her slip away. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like Batman and Burton's Gotham are the same. They've both been single for seven years. I don't I don't see it working out. It's, uh, it's like a I, I mean tra- like a really. tragic love story to me. Yeah. Like they, if, if they weren't who, who they were, like uh, uh, superior wise, they'd be together. Probably but, not, but I think part of us all want it to work. But it can't. I don't see her saying. Oh yes. yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see her move in Wayne Manor because she did that in Gramp's favorite game, the uh, Telltale Story. Remember that was pretty cool. Stuff. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but god. But I'll tell you one thing: Batman Twenty Four is gonna kind of be canon in its own way because he fucking proposed. You know, like in continuity. I, w- I wonder if I uh, CGC Batman Twenty Four if the notation will read <laughs> Batman proposes to Catwoman. I be- Dude, I remember when they annotated that for her her New Fifty Two run, where Catwoman is bisexual. Like <laughs> it was even written at my shop. It was ridiculous. But I, but Batman Twenty Four is one of the best reads I've read in a long time, and Tom King is doing been some doing some crazy shit recently. I think I think Tom King is the king right now of all the Batman books. So yeah, so I, Batman twenty four, love it. I love Gotham Girl too. I know a lot of people don't like Gotham Girl, but I like Gotham Girl. So, <laughs> so fuck, I'm not just don't get Grumps started. Oh, Grumps like Gotham nah, Girl. Nah, yeah, but Grump, yeah, but Grumps likes Lido Joker. Oh shit! Oh, 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 oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! Let's just get uh, Grant Morrison to come back to Batman. Get him to write a Gotham oh, Girl story, man. and maybe Let's he get can. Let's Grant Morrison we can yeah. and Mark over. Morrison. Oh, 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 oh,
minds blown. <laughs> Grant Morrison and Mark. It'll Mark be Harris. Return of the Grumps to be in a fan of Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> so Dark Knight Three, the Master Race number nine. The day has come. Yes. Oh shit, man. So. Dark, the Dark Knight Three: The Masteries, number nine. Grandpa Batman so, took the floor. So, um, how long did this book take to conclude? Two years? Nah, like just, un- just under two year years. Year and right? a half or something. Year and a half or something. Too damn long, that's for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, because the original premise was that it was going to be monthly, and it was going to be done in eight months, like yep. before Christmas of what, two thousand five? I am. Um, so here we. Yeah, it's you take it, Grams. It finally concluded. Uh, you know, actually, it was supposed to be what eight issues, and kind of around February, they kind of leaked that Azarello and Miller have decided to make it actually nine issues because they felt like uh, they couldn't wrap up their story in in eight issues. So they went back to DC and said we'd like to make it nine issues, which they agreed to, and. Uh, so then we had to wait like another two months more to get this final issue. Um, I thought, you know, I, I sent out a tweet um, to uh, Azarello and Miller today. And, you know, looking back on it after after all the recent uh, world events, you know, with, you know, um, attacks in London, attacks in Manchester, attacks in Paris, um it, it really kind of, I took a step back and kind of um, looked at it as, you know, a, a real reflection on where we are as a society um, because, and not, I'm not trying to get too deep, but, you know, the story has themes of, of redemption and perseverance and, you know, the final book shows, um, you know, Superman really trying to tell his daughter about humanity and what it means to be from this world instead of being, you know, like these uh, Kandorians from Krypton that, you know, have kind of perverted their power and and bloodthirst. So I really think it was, you know, they were really writing a story reflecting on, you know, some issues that were going on in today's world. And it's kind of cool when you see comic creators do that without, you know, preaching too heavily and, and putting it all in your face, you know, they're just making it, you know, aware of it in a comic theme, not using real life events, making a total new story, but you can kind of see their intentions. And it's just the same as what Frank Miller did in the original dark Knight returns, you know, because he was writing that when he was a, a young man and he was pissed off about some of the things that had happened to him in New York city. And, tired of all the um, things going on at the time there. He had been mugged a couple of times and, and crime had really deteriorated New York City. Um, so, once again, he used comics to send a message about, you know, themes that were going on and prevalent during that time. So that's my soapbox on that. Um, but I really liked seeing... Um, the evolution of Carrie Kelly through this, through this whole run, you know, she started as a young 13 year old Robin in dark Knight returns and then strikes again. She's now like his Lieutenant trusted sidekick. 
and then in Strikes Again, she's like almost taking over the mantle in a way because, you know, throughout most of the story, Bruce is in really bad health until uh, until he is put into the Lazarus pit after, you know, that one battle where he dies, actually. And it's, it's, it's kind of neat to see their dynamic now that Bruce's return and he's he's now a younger version of himself but he still looks at looks at her as almost an equal in a way because he understands that she uh, she's the future she's she's got you know the skills and 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 savvy and and uh, she's more up to date on technology and stuff like that to to really be the future and probably probably you know his strongest ally throughout you know whatever he decides to do onwards i think he re- they really left the door open for frank miller to do his dark dark knight 4 story that he mentioned before like i said earlier i, I really want to sit down now and read this story from one through nine in like one continuous setting because it's hard to get like the feel and the the pace and all this stuff when you're having to wait three months between issues it's going to make a, a nice collected volume and uh i'm glad to see frank miller back in the in the scene again making comics i'm really he's working with klaus jansen again those two are my favorites it was an uneven story but i thought it was overall good worth worth having definitely worth having on the bookshelf i liked seeing frank take the toys out and get to play with them once again mm. and azarello too yeah, he he adds a lot of uh, grit to it too. I think I think he's the perfect writing partner for for Miller. Yeah, both nuts. Did All Star Batman and Robin have this much delay when it came out? Oh, I think it was well, worse. That, that was what that was why it stopped. Like they didn't even finish it. <laughs> Fucking worse, dude. <laughs> because it was so delayed. Oh. I, I don't understand why all these Frank Miller projects are getting this much delay. But then again, Jim Lee was also involved in both. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Who knows? But I love you, Jim. <laughs> there were some parts in this final story that I wanted to see develop a little bit more. Like, I wanted to see more of the, the floating hand of the Green Lantern. I oh, thought that yeah, was badass. Yeah, I, like I was that. waiting for one arm Ollie to show up somewhere. Oh, oh, oh we got the Dude, imagine if we had a one-armed Hal. A one-armed Ollie and one-handed Hal having an arm wrestling contest. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, our traveling heroes. <laughs> a lot of people. I mean, this 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 title was really kind of strange because Batman Batman's really like you know, uh, he takes a back seat through most of this book. It really could have been called like, the Son of Krypton Returns or, or uh, you know, World's Finest Returns because it was really more about Superman and the Kandorians. But and, then they wouldn't sell as many copies. No, they wouldn't sell anything. Or have 73 variants. I don't know if and when they're ever going to do a story again. I know Frank wanted to do a Superman story. And, uh, you know, we, we haven't heard much if there's going to be a Dark Knight 4. And it should be interesting to see what happens from here on out. But I'll tell you one thing about Master Race. We got some historic variant covers and a pretty badass collected hardcover case coming up. So that's pretty sweet. Dude, I loved seeing all the different artists being able to offer their their version of this old, you know, portraying and paying homage to Dark Knight Returns. I mean, it's a lot of I always wanted to see, yeah, I wanted to see, <laughs> you know, Gabrielle Del Otto and, and Capullo and, you know, all these, you know, Dave Finch and Fabak and 
all these guys do their own version of the story and it was it was amazing yeah. to see those it's they all yeah, getting the to ring. see all of these all these top-notch guys uh getting to uh do their own take on all these iconic moments from dark knight returns how many variants did you guys get i haven't even counted <laughs> i haven't counted honestly not as many as you gramps but i i got at least one short box full yeah they're gonna come out with an art book aren't they gramps aren't they gonna do all the covers? Oh. I think they're doing that later They could do an art book just for the covers. I think that's what they're doing. Dude, imagine if they did an absolute just for the covers. Oh, shit. Ooh. Oh, diggity. Oh, diggity. <laughs> oh, shit, Tom's here. Oh, yeah. oh shit, Tom. Shit. Turn on the Tom. Tom. <laughs> Bat Force Radio food segment. What's a spot around one of you guys' places that's like has food that you can't get anywhere else? In-N-Out? Mm. No, like, no, maybe like a, like a mom and pop. At- I had in and out two days in a row this week. Fuck, damn boy. And you didn't invite me? What was that uh, Shit, damn boy. You, you know what I say to that? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. So, what would it be like if Grant Morrison met Mark Morrison? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Tom, um. How many double doubles would you rub on your tits after watching the Wonder Woman movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'd have to, I'd, I'd have you to, mean, first of all, it'd be a four by four. I'd take one four by four and then I'd take it and, and I'd spread it and rub it on one nipple. And then I would take the second four by four and, and rub it on the uh, other nipple. Um, dude. Then so, he'd take the animal style fries and he'd the mouth i don't want to tell you what i do with oh those. my god jeez but long story short so i mean it was so funny because i saw the movie i think on sunday like early afternoon and um there was you know some elderly people in the building i think that's the the time they like to go see the movie and so it was cool to see um like a different crowd than say if i were to go like on a midnight screening or the night it came out because in midnight screening, you already know who's going to be there, like, you know, the fans and everyone who just likes going to movies. But I went during a time when most people are uh, getting ready to, uh, you know, uh, go get their blue plate special. And um, it, it's just cool because, like, there was a couple of elderly couples in front of us and behind us, and we were in line waiting. And they just kept talking about, oh, I heard reviews about this film, and I wasn't planning on seeing it. But then Al Roker said it was a smash hit. <laughs> and so... It's just funny like that it's hitting like just every demographic you can possibly think of. Like everybody's going to see this movie, not just little kids, not just parents, but like the people who are going to die soon are even going to spend some time to watch this movie, you know? <laughs> so it was just, that's pretty cool. And then um, the thing is like, I, I can't take anything away from that movie. I mean, that movie is amazing. Like it was just the, the music was great. The visuals were great. The acting was great. But I'm like, I, I wonder if how much of it is that we loved it, how good it was, versus just how fucking charming Gal Gadot is. That she could probably be in the shittiest movie and you'd still like it. As long as she smiled, you know? Yeah. Like, Fast and the Furious, no, boy. No. Chris Pine was the reason <laughs> I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> his smile, his charm, his And eyes, that hand. And that hand. Stole the show. It was, I mean, just they couldn't have ca- casted a perfect leading couple for that movie, man. Like I, I, 
I don't know who else could have been in that movie. It would have made it better. It's just, just like, perfect. You well, know? I was thinking Jared Leto, but... Oh, well, yeah. I think we were all thinking that. Mm. We could be frank. So, then I'm glad you enjoyed Tommy Tate's about a close to a 5 out of 5 for you, man. Uh, yeah, I'd say five in and out, or five double doubles, set of five. All right, Tom, how many Keatons is that movie worth? Oh God, well, um, I would definitely probably think it's like a '89 Batman for a one Roman movie. Yeah, I would say. hell yeah, boy. I think Agreed, so. boy. You know the scene, like the one, the scenes that got to me that stand out to me so much are when she's in the trench at first, and she lets her hair down, and she like does that turn and lets it out, and then drops her coat and stands out, and you see like the full reveal of the suit. For the first time, oh my god! I thought she was gonna turn around and say, "I want animal fries." It's like, oh, so, <laughs> yeah, boy. Would have been bad for the brain at the end. Did Lolo see it? Uh, yeah, she was. She was there. She went. What Lolo thing? She, she was in the building. She was in the building. Um, fuck it. I think, dude. I, I went with a couple of people, and everyone who I went with, being comic book uh, aficionados or not, they all said the same thing. They were like. Wow, like how come all the other movies haven't been that good? And then like I just kind of got them with a quick <laughs> slap across the face. Hey Gotham dwellers, make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.